0: Good morning, friends, this is your host to welcome you through the creaking door into the inner sanctum. Come in, come in. Tonight, we're inaugurating a quiz. It's a cutthroat session called Take It or Drop Dead. To qualify, just tear off the top of your neighborhood mortician and send it to us by hair mail. <laughs> now, listen to this. Here's our terror tune. If you could guess the correct title of our morbid mazurka in one scream or less, here are the prizes you'll win. A brand new 1949 stainless steel guillotine. Just the thing for whittling down your wife's overhead. And a handsome hand-tooled Florentine dagger. The knife without a conscience. And the take-it-or-drop-dead grand prize. A free all-expense murder trial in a court of your own choosing. <laughs> tonight's inner sanctum mystery, The Deadly Dummy, was
1: written by Ed Adamson and Robert Sloan, and stars Mason Adams in the role of Steve with Elspeth Eric as Claire.
0: Well, let's get to tonight's Shivering shindy. Oh, by the way, let me warn you, all references to ghosts, living or dead, is anything but coincidental. Ready? All right. This is what happened to a guy named Steve Pearson.
1: Why do you keep asking me the questions? Why don't you ask Marlowe? Ask him, Inspector. He'll tell you everything.
2: I told you before, Pearson, Marlowe isn't here. He
1: is. He's in this room sitting right there in that chair. That's just a ventriloquist
2: dummy in the chair. You told me yourself Marlowe is dead. I don't
1: understand. That dummy is Marlowe. I can prove it to you. That dummy is alive, real. All
2: right, all right. So he's alive.
1: You think I'm crazy.
2: Go ahead, Pearson.
1: Let's hear the story, all of it, from the beginning. It began when I went to work as Marlowe's assistant. He was billed as the great Marlowe. The great Marlowe. His audience has always thought he was a wonder. But they didn't know him like I did. You couldn't please him no matter how hard you tried. There wasn't a meaner man alive than Fred Marlowe. I would have quit him right at the start if it hadn't been for Claire. I only stayed because of her. Claire, she was warm and wonderful. And she was Marlowe's wife.
3: Ah, oh, Steve. Claire,
1: Claire, you gotta come away with me.
3: Wouldn't do any good, Steve. He'd follow us wherever we went. You know him, he'd make our lives miserable. Well, we
1: can't go on this way. How much of this can we stand?
3: We don't have to go on this way. What do you mean? If you really love me...
1: Claire, we couldn't do a thing like that. But you
3: hate him as much as I do. But doing a thing like that... It isn't hard when you really hate, when you really love. Somebody
1: will find out. They always find Not out. Not the
3: way I've planned it. Ground glass. You'll drink it.
1: But how? He'll know.
3: No, he'll never suspect. It'll be during his act. What? That part where he drinks the water while the dummy whistles. You handle his props, all you have to do is put the powdered glass into the water pitcher before he goes on.
1: He'll pour the drink himself.
3: Yeah. After he goes off, you can wash out the pitcher and the glass. There'll be no evidence. You do it, Steve?
1: When? He's
3: giving his last performance to the Lido on Tuesday. Tuesday? Marlowe's last
4: performance
1: anywhere. I'm on next. Everything set, Steve? Yes, Mr. Marlowe, everything is set. You made sure of the water in the pitcher last night. You almost forgot about that. It's in there now. I made doubly sure this time. All right,
5: Petey, let's go. Ready, Marlowe. Claire? Yes, friend. My last performance here. Aren't you coming out to watch?
3: I'll be along in a moment.
5: I wouldn't want you to miss it. We're going to be really great tonight. Aren't we,
4: Petey? <laughs> you said it, Marlowe. Tonight, we're going to knock him dead.
1: Claire and I stood in the wings while Marlowe went through his act. It seemed like ages,
0: yeah, like he'd yeah, never get, 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 get to the part we waited
1: for. That's what I want to to you. And then finally, Petey ain't talking about drinking. I'm a little thirsty myself. That was the cue. Now he was coming to it. Sure you won't join me?
4: Oh, I never touch the stuff. <laughs> you go right ahead, Marlowe. I'll entertain the folks with a number while you dampen your tonsils.
1: Okay, Pete. take over. The water in the glass slowly emptied. A silent scream shook in my throat. Suddenly, I didn't want it to die. Hating him, me, there wasn't enough reason for killing him. I wanted to stop him. A scream in my throat, begged for release. And then I felt Claire's hand grip mine. I turned to her. Her smile smothered the cry within me. Her hand tightened and pulled, and we walked away from the stage.
4: Pearson!
1: The doctor! I sent your wife for one, Marlowe. The pain, it... It feels like there's a fire inside of me. It won't bother you for long. Fire burning, cutting into me. Pearson, I'm dying... Yes, Marlowe, you're dying. Pearson, help me. Nothing can help you now. I won't die. The doctor will save me. He won't let me. There won't be any doctor. What? Claire didn't go for one. Claire, she wants me to die. She hates me. You and Claire, you both hate me. You did this to me. When you drank that water back at the Lido tonight, there was ground glass in it. No. Ground glass, so finely powdered you couldn't see or feel it. P.G. A dummy can't help you, Marlowe. P.G.,
5: P.G., I'm dying. Help me. <laughs> what?
4: Well, Marlowe, you're just a ham at heart. What? A real ham. Uh, don't you think so, Steve? Oh, what is this? Oh, that deathbed scene of Marlowe's.
0: <laughs> right off the cob. I thought it was quite good, yeah? Uh,
4: Strictly amateur night. Strictly.
0: Marlowe. Marlow, you...
1: You're all right. You see, PD, I had Pearson be But it can't be. You drank that water.
0: I saw you. Yes, I drank that water. But you're
4: all right. It, 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 it's not possible. Marlowe, you're killing our friend Steve with suspense. <laughs> Come on, give him a break.
1: Of course. Here you are, Pearson. Here's your ground glass. Marlowe had known we were up to something. Somehow he had switched the container of ground glass I had bought. He let me leave his hotel room without another word. I didn't know what to do, what to expect. I waited. Three days went by. Then he sent for me. Sit down, Pearson. I'll be with you in a minute. Marlow was busy packing a trunk. I sat there waiting... The dummy, Petey, was propped up on the table, his perpetual grin mocking my fear. Our
4: friend looks kind of uncomfortable, Marlowe.
1: Really, Petey? Why did you send for me, Marlowe? Claire and I are sailing for South America tonight. I suppose you're curious as to what I'm going to do about you. All right. What are you going to do?
4: Nothing. Absolutely nothing. I just wanted to tell you about Claire, Steve. She's poisoned. P.T. never did like Claire. Marlowe's a sucker for that dame. <laughs> yeah, I guess she never told you that she tried to have Marlowe knocked off before. Yeah, there was another guy had the job before you. Claire fed him the same line. He's
1: lying, Marlowe. Why don't you ask her? She'll be back soon.
4: Claire wants Marlowe's money, but not Marlowe. <laughs> just using you. Shut up. She'd give you the go-by so fast. Shut up, I said. You're out of her class. She wouldn't want you in a minute. This will shut you up. I'll break you into a million pieces.
1: (laughs) You're a fool, Pearson. You forget there are other peaties. After all, they're only me. Remember? So you see, the only sure way to shut them up is to stop me. (laughs) Marlowe taunted me with a sickening (laughs) laughter I couldn't stand it, I had to stop him some way I felt along the table behind me My hand came across the heavy glass ashtray I gripped it tightly, then brought it up from behind (laughs) He slumped to the floor, the grin was still on his face I bent down over him He was breathing, I hit him again Marlowe was dead You shouldn't have done that, Steve. It was the dummy talking. I heard him. He
4: lay on the floor. I had crushed him into a hundred pieces. But they were his words, his voice. You can't get away with murder. You'll see, Steve. (laughs)
1: That dummy did talk.
3: Steve, it couldn't be. But I heard
1: him. He talked to me, Claire. He
3: talked to me. Steve, get hold of yourself. It was just in your mind, that's all. You shouldn't have done it. If you'd only waited, we would have found a safe way. Someone's at the door. We can't open it. Got to.
1: His body on the floor, now sitting. Here, help me. What are you going to do?
3: Put him in the trunk. Uh, Constance, hurry. Oh. Close the top and lock it. You stay here. I'll go to the door. Marlowe's
2: room? Yes? I come for the trunk, lady.
3: Oh, there must be some mistake. Well,
2: that's a trunk, ain't it? That's what I come
1: for. Mrs. Marlowe said you're mistaken.
2: Look, mister, I got an
1: order here.
2: See? One trunk, number 3468. That's the number on the tag of this here trunk. Now, listen. The order says this trunk goes to stateroom 3D on the Tregania. That's what it says. Regain your sales tonight. How do I take this here trunk or don't I? Yes,
3: yes, it, I, I'm sorry. That was our mistake. But, Claire... Please, take the trunk.
2: Okay, lady. Hey, what do you got in this here trunk anyway? You're a dead body. What What do you mean by that? Forget it, missus. It's just a cake. How about one of
1: you two holding the door?
3: Yes, I'll do it for you. Thanks, missus.
1: Claire, what's wrong with you? Why did you let him take it? Don't you see, Steve? See what? There's
3: a way out for us. His body won't be found here and we're safe. Now he's gone forever. Nobody will ever know.
4: No what? What about
3: me? Claire. Tell her about me,
4: Steve. It's him.
3: Now you can believe me. Steve, what's wrong? That dummy, you heard him? Just your nerve, no, darling. No, he spoke. That's right, Steve. You tell her.
5: There he is again.
3: Steve, where are you going? we got to
4: find
1: that dummy. He's someplace in this room.
4: Hello, Steve. Looking for me? The <laughs> dummy was propped up against the closet wall.
1: He looked at me with the same evil grin as the one I had crushed to pieces. Steve,
3: please stop staring that way. I'll
1: burn him, every rotten fiber of him. I'll burn him to an ash. Then I'll never talk
3: again. Steve, believe me, he didn't talk. It's just your imagination. Well, I'm not
1: crazy. I heard him. So did you. Only you're too afraid to admit
3: it. He couldn't talk without Marlowe. Marlowe would have to be alive for that dummy to speak. What? What'd you say? Marlowe would have to be alive. You know that.
1: Yes, yes, that's right. What's the matter with me? Yes, he would have to be alive. You see, it was
3: just your imagination. Then Marlowe isn't dead. Oh, now, Steve, please. He wasn't
1: dead before you put him into the trunk. He just wanted us to think Steve. he was. I didn't kill him. He wasn't dead. That's why the dummy talked. Marlowe can do tricks like that. Come on, Claire. We've got to hurry. No, wait, wait. We've got to get there fast.
3: Claire, Steve, what are you talking about? Marlowe's
1: stateroom on the boat. He'll be there in the trunk. I've got to make sure he's dead. <laughs> on this deck, Claire. 3D, there it is. There's the trunk in the corner over there. Give me the key. Hey,
3: Steve, we shouldn't have come here. I said give me the key. Don't, Steve, please don't open it. He is dead in there. I know Get you. It, me.
1: I grabbed a purse and took out the key. I unlocked the trunk. And I pulled up the lid. Marlowe was in there, motionless. When I touched him, he was cold. Marlowe was dead, all right. But there was something else in the trunk with him at his feet and the same grin was on his wooden face
4: hello Steve I knew you'd come I was waiting for you Claire! Claire!
0: Claire.
3: here Steve drink this oh, I
1: don't know what happened to
3: me everything went black you fainted
1: You were right. Marlowe is dead. But that dummy, I heard him speak.
3: No, Steve, it's just as I told you. You only heard it in your mind. He didn't really talk. Oh,
1: Claire, Claire.
3: Those things happen, and now it's over, and you'll never hear it again. Can you get out?
1: Yeah, I'm all right now.
3: We've got to get off this boat before somebody sees us.
1: I ruined everything. No,
3: we're still safe. Nobody knows we came here.
1: You go first. That'll be the best way. I'll follow in a moment.
3: Yes, I'll meet you on the pier.
1: All right. How do you do, ma'am? Oh. Oh, oh sorry to give you such a joke. My name is Higginsman. I'm your steward. Just stop by so we'd know each other. Uh. Time was against us. We were too late in getting out of that stateroom. That steward would remember Claire.
3: Steve, what are we going to do?
1: There was only one chance. With Marlowe's body in that trunk, there was only one thing we could do. I had Claire ring for the steward yes
3: ma'am uh, mr marlowe and i have decided to cancel our trip but would uh, you please have the porters come for our trunk and take it to the pier oh,
1: i'm sorry mrs marlowe but that won't be possible what what well in the excitement ma'am you probably didn't notice
3: notice what are you talking about
1: our departure we sailed 20 minutes ago walked into a trap of our own making. A trap that was snapped closed on us by a dead man. Marlow was a cold corpse in that trunk, but we were held by his invisible grip.
3: Steve, there's still a chance we can get out of this.
1: You mean if his body isn't found in that trunk?
3: We'll arrange it so his body will never be found. We'll do it tonight when the deck outside is dark and deserted. You'll see, Steve. We'll be really rid of Marlow this time. You'll see.
1: first break. Early in the evening, a storm came up and grew worse with the passing hours. About 11 o'clock, I made a careful check of the promenade deck outside the state It was completely deserted. We supported Marlowe's body between us and carried it toward the darkened space at the end of the deck.
3: In the morning, I'll report. My husband is missing.
1: i will ask a lot of questions.
3: I'll have all the answers, just the way we planned them. I'll tell him how he often gets up at night to go for a walk.
1: And the dizzy spells. Yes,
3: another of his dizzy spells. That's how it must have happened. Another terrible dizzy spell he fell overboard. Meantime, Steve, you'll have to hide. I found a place
1: in one of the lifeboats. We'll meet every night. Wait, wait. What is it? I thought I saw somebody down that way.
3: I don't see anyone.
1: It was probably just a shadow. Come on, let's get this over with. You can help me lift him to the rail. All right. Now,
3: push it's gone steve
1: yes claire that's the end of marlowe now we can live really live will you
3: kiss me steve
5: will i kiss you come here oh
3: steve oh i beg you
5: oh. i'm sorry to interrupt i'm looking for someone i thought he might be with you there was no one with us you
3: no know, we're alone
5: I see. I thought I saw three people walk over here. No. It's so dark, I must have been mistaken. Yes, it is dark. The man I'm looking for is uh, Mr. Marlowe. What? Do you happen to know him? Ah. My name is Marlowe. uh, Then you're the gentleman I'm looking for. My name is Ralph Kramer, Mr. Marlowe. Kramer. Are you all right, Mr. Marlowe?
1: Yes, yes, I'm fine. Why?
5: I just wanted to be sure. By the way, I received your letter. Letter? Don't you remember?
1: Uh, uh, no, not exactly.
5: Oh, I can understand. You're a busy man, Mr. Marlowe. Well, just to refresh your memory, I'm in charge of entertainment here on the boat. I found out last week that you had booked passage. So I wrote to you asking you to consent to be one of the features in our theatrical tomorrow night. And I replied? You were very kind, Mr. Marlowe. You said yes. I just start by thank you and say that we're all looking forward to your performance tomorrow evening. (laughs)
3: Steve, you've got to keep trying. There isn't much time left.
1: It won't work, Claire. It will,
3: it will. You know Marlowe's act. You've understudied him. You went on for him in Cleveland, remember?
1: I know, but I can't do it now. I can't get it. It'll
3: come to you, darling. Now just keep trying. Go on, Steve. Please, try again.
1: All right. Tell me, Petey, don't you and your girlfriend Phoebe ever have a difference of opinion?
4: Sure, Marlowe. But I wouldn't dare tell her about it Oh, you see, Claire,
1: it's no good You're doing fine Don't tell me, I know it's rotten
4: Tell him I'm not going on
3: Steve, it means our lives You've got to go through with it
4: Sure, you can do it, Steve I'll see you through Claire
3: What's wrong, what is it?
4: The dummy
1: just talked, and I didn't do it He said, you can do it, Steve I'll see you through, you heard
4: him, didn't you? No Don't let her kid you, Steve
1: There, he said something again
4: you didn't hear that either. Oh, now,
3: Steve, don't. You've got to pull yourself together. This
4: dame can really play angles, can't she, friend? Yes, she really can.
3: W- who are you talking to? You
1: know who I'm talking to. You know all about it.
3: Go ahead, Steve. You tell You're her. You're
1: making that dummy talk, Clara. It was you all the time.
3: I don't know what you're saying. You're
1: trying to drive me crazy. That's why you're doing it. Now I know what Marlowe said about you was true. You were just using it. No, Steve. You I... wanted Marlowe dead. You wanted his money. Just as he said, you were playing me for a sucker. Steve, don't look at me that way. Now I can see you for the first time. What you really... you're real. You don't come near me. You are the same evil grin as that dummy. Because that's what you are. Something inhuman. No, stay away. Something mean and vicious and bad. Steve. Ah. Steve. Steve. Oh. My hands gripped my throat, I squeezed tighter and tighter, my nails digging deep into the soft flesh. The color slowly drained out of her face. There was a final gasp, and then she stopped moving. She was like a rag doll in my hands. I stood there holding her lifeless body. Then after a while, I heard a knock on the door.
5: Miss Marlowe? Miss Marlowe, it's Ralph Kramer.
1: Mr. Kramer? What, what is it?
5: The show's started. You're out in five minutes.
1: All right, Kramer.
5: I'll be there. And now, ladies and gentlemen, we take extreme pleasure in presenting the great Marlowe.
1: I sat there with a dummy on my knee and looked out on the sea of faces. All the men had the same face. It was Marlowe's. The women were
4: Claire. I tried not to look at them.
1: Come on, Steve. The dummy whispered to me.
4: Come on, I told you I'd see you through. Let's go. Uh, <clears throat> Petey,
1: I want you to meet the folks. Hiya, folks.
4: That is the winnie, Steve. You
2: fool, it's
1: Marlow. Marlow.
4: Uh, who was that lady I saw you with last night? Uh, uh, last night? Uh, that was no lady. That was, Now, uh... you're not gonna tell me it was your wife. Because <laughs> I know whose wife she was. Stop it. Sort of a deadhead, isn't she, Steve? I told
1: you not to call me Steve. You'll give it away.
4: I warned you about that dame, Remember? <laughs> I told you she was playing you for a sucker. Stop
1: talking about her. We've got to get back on the routine. Uh,
4: the routine. Yeah, that's what she gave you. Cut it out. Cut it out, hey, with ground glass. If you don't huh? stop, to help me, I'll choke you. Uh, how do you like this guy, folks? He wants to choke me and cut his best part off. I'm warning you, just one more wrong word. Please, hey, this will kill you, folks. Uh, Wait till you hear the story I'm going to tell you. And it's no joke. Uh, You think this is Marlowe here, huh? Don't listen to him. He's lying. You can't stop me now. It's too late, Steve. Don't listen to him, please. He doesn't know what he's saying. He's going to tell you lies. He's going to tell you I'm a murderer, but don't believe him.
5: Make him stop laughing. Get him out of here, somebody. Make him stop, Please.
1: That's it, Inspector. That's the whole story of what happened. It was all because of the dummy on that chair there. You give
2: us a lawyer's name and we'll call them. I don't think
1: a lawyer would do me much good now.
2: That's up to you, Pearson.
1: I'll think it over.
2: Okay, Roberts, take him downstairs.
5: I don't suppose you'll need me any longer, Inspector? Uh, just one question, Kramer. Uh, what is that?
2: What did you hear the dummy say that night when Pearson tried to go through with Marlowe's act?
5: Oh, the dummy didn't say a word. Pearson was up there on the stage, uh, talking to himself.
0: Well, that closes tonight's cadaverous chapter. Poor Steve Pearson, he just couldn't help double talking himself into a knot, the kind the hangman ties. Now he's in a grave condition. But it's his own fault, you know. His dummy done told him. You now the real reason he killed Claire is because he figured two deadheads are better than one. Well, anyway, all's well that ends dreary. Yes, as we say here in the Inner Sanctum, the end always justifies the screams.
3: <laughs> Inner Sanctum is heard each week
1: in the United States over CBS, the Columbia Broadcasting System and has been rebroadcast for servicemen and women overseas through the facilities of the United States Armed Forces Radio Service, the voice of information and education.